Hi. Hello. Hey. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Last Ones in Podcast. I am Dry Archuleta, joined by E. Hello. And my not at all offended wife, Liz. So offended. <laughs> all the offense not, was taken. Not even a little bit of offended. So that's good. Hello. He said I was loud. Welcome to episode 130. (laughs) Today we watched everything, everywhere, all at once. If you want to go ahead and watch that, as of right now, you can do so on YouTube, Vudu, Google Play, and Amazon for $4.99 and up, and then on something called Viki for $5.99. Never heard of that. So, that's a thing. Um, We watched it on old school physical media. Um, not that old school. It's not VHS. It's it's not old. I we guess. watched it on Betamax, and uh, <laughs> let me tell you, finding a copy on Betamax was a bitch. But easier than you'd think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even uh-huh. know what that is. It's what we almost had instead of VHS. It was technically better than VHS, actually. Oh. I think it literally lasted a year. Yeah, it was more expensive too. <laughs> mm. Anyway, we watched it on 4K Ultra HD. Uh, it was fantastic. Too many Ks. It was it was wonderful. Uh, have the Govi backlight, the big giant TV, the 5.1 is amazing. It's a great experience. Everybody should do that for your home. It's definitely not at all expensive. <laughs> yeah, let me do that with mine, with my probably 1080p TV, <laughs> or perhaps my 480 CRT. Ooh, that's the one. That's yeah. the that's the goal right there. Um, so yeah, we watched that. Um, it is rated R for some violence, sexual material, and language, and it is 139 minutes long. Just shy of two and a half. Just shy of it. Um, so yeah, none of us had seen this movie before. No, it's been a while since we've done one of that. Yeah, um, I had wanted to see it in theaters, but it just never worked out for me to go see it. Uh, you also wanted to go see it in theaters, and until today, you thought that I had just abandoned you to go see I it in theaters. I just thought you went to see it, because you do that a lot. I don't know. Not out of character. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, unrelated. How was Dragon Ball, huh? Uh, really good. <laughs> it was. What do you think of it, Liz? I didn't even know they liked Dragon Ball, so I'm not even involved. Me either. Sure, you so, did. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The week before, I was like, man, I'm so pumped for the Dragon Ball Super superheroes movie. I can't wait to see Gohan and Piccolo do some stuff. I was like, that gives me a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was, was good. Liz, what was your excitement level about this movie? I wanted to see it. Also, in theaters. Well, I didn't know what you wanted. From no, it. I said it lots of times. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I was really excited to watch it. I can't say I knew what it was going to be about. This was one of the rarities where I did actually watch the trailer. Because at the time, we were seeing other movies. I'm pretty sure this movie just got overshadowed. Um, but I don't remember what else, because I don't remember when it actually came out. I think it came out like two weeks before Doctor Strange. Was it that? I think so. Because I remember a friend of the podcast being like, oh, I really wish that I didn't see everything everywhere all at once first, because it made me like really have way higher hopes for Doctor Strange, and he was (laughs) let down by Doctor Strange because of it. Oh. Which like, I still don't see that watching this. Very different things, but 
I, I guess I can kind of see where he's coming from. I just don't agree with him. I can't yeah. believe Marvel created an entire movie in two weeks just to rip off everywhere, everything, all the time. <laughs> Messed up. But yeah, I think that that was that came out at the, around the same time ish. Something, something else too, because Doctor Strange came out around the same time. But regardless, I did want to see it in theaters. It just again did not work out. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what it was about. I think I have an idea. Now it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely about a lot of things, which I think is the point. Yeah. As I've um been able to sit and marinate my thoughts. <laughs> I I think that's the idea, and so I can only say I think I know what it's about now. Maybe. I think I think it's about a lot of things. Yeah. Maybe it's about everything. Yeah. That's that's stretching it a little, I think. Just like a bagel. Um What kind of bagels are you eating? I had a bagel today. Oh, I want, I want a bagel. It was good. I had tiny donuts. Not a bagel. I can't remember the last time I've eaten a bagel. They're good. You should eat a bagel. They're expensive. Uh, get like six bagels. I could get like three loaves of bread. But what if you got bagels? Bagels That's are less... filling. Yeah, but like they don't f- fulfill the same purpose. As what? Bread. Yes, they do. I think they do more. Yeah. Because you could put cream cheese, and cream cheese is definitely filling. Cream cheese is super expensive, too. That's like $5 for I don't a know what store you're going to. You go to the wrong store <laughs> to shop. I literally go, go to, to your your store. Well, don't do that, then. <laughs> go to a different store. That's your mistake, actually. Um. So, yeah. I guess uh, this is the part where I ask what everyone's been up to. Let's start with E. Hello. Hi. How, what's, what's been going on? Uh, mostly just been doing work, uh, crunched, and as of today, Tuesday, I've almost put in a normal week's hours already, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> wow, you're really crunching. <laughs> yeah. I should be done, although I did get an email as we were watching this movie of him being like, hey, good job, guys. I noticed that some of the stuff I was asking for wasn't in this. Do you think we can get it in by tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I noticed there wasn't this entire other level. What's up with that? I was kind of annoyed because he, like, we had one test on the 28th of the last month or, like, a week ago, I guess. Right. And, like, on Saturday, he sent his feedback of that test that he forgot to send us. <laughs> and it was, like, an entire page of stuff he wanted to change. Good. Some of which required a would require a discussion with the whole team before randomly changing it. Good, yeah. good. I'm glad. Uh, it's pretty stable though, which is miraculous sometimes. Does the frankly. menu work? Yeah, it nice. works better. Good. Um, the funniest thing is we had one level that would just automatically restart at the start of the level. What? Yeah, we couldn't <laughs> figure out why. <laughs> we oh. did. Oh, I don't know why. Oh, good. <laughs> But we fixed it. Good, good. Yeah. That and uh, preparing for the one-year anniversary of D&E Doodles. Da-da-da! Yeah. Are you excited? Uh, sure. Man, one year already? I know. That is insane. It's wild. Huh. I, I feel, feel like, like you just started that. Yeah, I feel like just yesterday I was like, go watch this. Yeah, it was it was a year ago. Wow. I know. What have, What have we been doing? Podcasting. Oh. <laughs> Watching movies. 
okay. <laughs> that's that's been my life. Cool, cool. Uh, Liz, what's yeah. been what's been going on with you? Not a whole lot, you know, working, yeah. living life, uh-huh. being offended by my husband. <laughs> mm, right, right. Been yeah. a whole stuff then. Yeah, it's been a whole thing, <laughs> like a whole thing. Super offended. You know, doesn't involve me in conversations. The whole thing. Oh, <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. Anyway, so I've been thinking like. (laughs) 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 But besides being offended, you know, as millennials do, they're so offended all the time. It's like the number two on the checklist we have to do every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a checklist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As we know. being cry. <laughs> Another thing millennials are definitely known for is their organization Just skills. Having their shit together. Yeah. <laughs> All the shit together. All the time. Everywhere. Yep. <laughs> All at once. <laughs> um, organized this room we're in. Whoa. You know. I'm just so hopeful. Yeah, did I you just... get more stuffies? No, I've had huh. these. You know, wow! I didn't... He didn't even notice. I'm fucking offended. How is that Again. net? How is that net in the corner still up? It's like the biggest thing in this fucking room, guys. Okay, for all of you that can't see, what? and he's been in here since I fixed it. He's also like, really. He's also the closest to it. Yeah, but like, who looks you up? You sit the... right there. Who looks in the corner of a room? I just did. It's fucking huge well i don't like say <laughs> hi to the stuffed animals every day I'm that's sorry. your fault man your light is literally over there you literally had to get yeah, your what? light and put it there you well i haven't seen it recently <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh, yeah. oh amazing anyway that pretty much sums it up right there yeah so what have you been up to <laughs> been hanging out uh, you know, sitting around, paying attention to stuff. <laughs> I, I can tell. Um, I finished Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Um, so I s- decided it's time to play D and D. No. <laughs> um, I finally decided it was time to play Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Why? Because uh, it's just like on the list. It's been on the list for what three years, two years now, or whatever it is. Since it came out? Two, I think. Yeah. Um, and it seems like it's finally in a stable enough place to be playable. I have put three and a half hours into it. Um, I have played it twice. And I have fallen asleep three times while playing it. This is the first thing I've heard of this video game as he's played it too, by the way. Um, I was taking a nap because I had <laughs> never been involved in or wanting to watch Cyberpunk cyberpunk that you know 27 yeah thank you yeah <laughs> and that when i wake up from my nap that was warranted he's like i can't stop falling asleep <laughs> like <laughs> why are you playing it then <laughs> i don't understand yeah so i'm going to i'm still in tutorials this far into the game mm-hmm. which is a huge thing for me that's super annoying in games just get away from tutorials as quickly as possible let me play your fucking video game yeah that's why i don't play triple a games uh this one's just especially bad like it's Every everything and everybody talks about everything that I don't care about for so long. It's just not fun. Um, I'm gonna get to a little bit past tutorials to give the game a fair shot. 
But if I fall asleep again, I think I'm done. <laughs> um, besides that, playing Alan Wake still. That's yeah. still best game ever. I, I have only ever heard one person speak positively about Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> it's Robbie. Yeah, and it's Robbie. <laughs> and he is the only person who probably has a computer that can run that game flawlessly. Mm-hmm. And his computer couldn't run it flawlessly. Yeah. Yeah. He's like one of the only people I know that have. Like, and in real life that have put that m- amount of money and time into their computer. And even his computer is like, sometimes like, fucking, I don't know, man. It's cyberpunk. What can you do? Although my favorite is I have a friend who put 360 hours, I think, into cyberpunk. Jesus. And has a very negative opinion of it. Why'd they but put that much time into it? They specifically said, because like every now and then it's fun. And like, he's like chasing that high. Like, huh. there's like glimpses of a good game, apparently. And he keeps doing it, but he's like, but thinking about it, like, I could have just been playing so many other games. Yeah, like a lot <laughs> of other been, games. Like, consistently good. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that I don't fall into that. <laughs> no. I, I am super not some cost fallacy with games. I think you've seen, I'll kind of just be like, oh, it didn't grab me in like two hours. I just gave up. Yeah, I am. I, uh, I, the sunk cost fallacy is a real thing. My favorite is you you really didn't like the Final Fantasy remake game. And no. you you put a lot of time in that. Yeah, like 20 something hours. Yeah. I actually think I was really close to beating it. <laughs> I just gave up. It just makes me laugh cuz like I would play 5 games in the time 5 games I like in the time that you played one game you don't. Put 50 hours into Persona 4. Don't I don't like turn-based fighting games <laughs> it's not a fighting game. rpg if you fighting i don't know <laughs> anyway so yeah i don't know i have a problem with time management was i just say that because there is a persona 4 fighting game oh right there is yeah there's also a ddr thing right yeah i don't think or like so. a rhythm thing there's some sort of thing with it anyway oh uh, that's what i've been up to playing stuff um oh actually i did have a really fun a uh, movie day like oh. uh, a week ago now um, I always went and spent the whole day at the theater or the cinema, as pretty as much pretentious other, dicks call it. Actually, that's what every other country calls it. Oh, <laughs> like I said. Um, and went and saw three movies that flopped real hard, and all of them were made like mid pandemic. So that was cool. Anyway, go see. 3,000 years of longing or 30,000. I keep forgetting which one it is. It's a lot of years of longing. It's Idris Elba talking for two hours. It's great. What was the other one? Breaking. Breaking Bad? No, just Breaking. Oh. Breaking also really great. Uh, get to see John Boyega. Just fucking act his heart out. And Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is a movie. Yeah, Bodies, so Bodies, Bodies, Floor, Floor, Floor. <laughs> That's my quick review of all of those. Um, all right. On to the main attraction. Wall. Us talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. But before we go forward here, let me go ahead and read the back of the box real quick. Evelyn Wang, a flustered immigrant mother, is contacted from a parallel universe and told that only she can save the world. The unlikely hero must learn to channel her newfound powers and fight through the splintering timelines of the multiverse to save her home, her family, and herself in this big-hearted and irreverent adventure with Stephanie Hugh, K. Hugh Juan, Jenny Slate, Harry Shum Jr., James Hong, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. 
Let's get our initial thoughts out the door here. Let's start with Liz. Dun dun. Dun dun. Initial thoughts. They <laughs> vary throughout the whole movie. <laughs> okay. Um. So in the beginning, I was like, "All right, I'm into it. I could get it. This is this is going somewhere." And then about forty five minutes in, I'm like, "You're losing me." I'm confused. I am. Oh, wait, you got me again. This is cool. This is cool. I like it. This I'm digging it. Well, that's really weird. <laughs> and I don't know what to think about that. And then all the feels towards the end. And then it ended. So, you know, lots, lots of things, lots of feelings, lots of, lots of, lots of things going on. But I liked it overall. It lost some points with me for some things, but (laughs) I understand their purpose. So uh, overall, though, I really liked the movie. Uh, It wasn't what I thought it was, though I didn't, again, know what I, I didn't know what it was going to be. So. I right. guess that is not that shocking. Okay. Revelation. Cool. Uh, e. This movie is simultaneously the most batshit insane <laughs> thing you'll ever see, yet also one of the most beautiful pieces of art I think I've seen in a while. Wow. Quite frankly. Okay. Um, I think it's this really amazing, elaborate metaphor for something that is very relatable for a lot of people, I would say, and speaks to so many different things in a very nuanced way, I would say. Um, hmm. It also was nothing like I thought it was going to be. I think from what people are telling me, my thought was this movie was kind of be like the last 10 minutes for the whole movie. Huh. Okay. Like That's what it kind of felt like when people were describing it. Um, but I honestly really vibe with this movie a lot. I think it is, I think it's a wonderful, beautiful piece of art. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't think nuance is any, is the word I would use to describe any of this movie personally. Um, I, I, to its credit, I think that's a plus, uh, but I don't think this movie is nuanced by any means. Um, I think that it has a lot to say about a lot of things, and it gets very muddled in a good way. Um, and I think, I mean, I liked it. I'll say that. I did like this movie a lot. I'm glad I bought it. Um, without, without ever watching it, I bought it. Um, <laughs> he does that. Yeah, I do lot. that. Um, and I, I'm glad I did do that, because... I liked it a lot, and I want to rewatch it with some of those th- same thoughts and concepts in there. It's fucking insane. This entire movie is f- fucking insane. Mm-hmm. It was about the idea of what I thought it was going to be. I'd seen the trailer like a million times, so it was it was pretty much I what I expected to a point, except for how silly it gets in some ways to describe some things. Um. I wouldn't say anything in it was unexpected except for the parts where 
it felt very honest uh, about its ending and about how relationships work, like, in general, it was like human relationships. Um, and just being able to be like, hey, like, things suck sometimes. Like, that's how it works. Like, that's the world. Um, and yeah, I think, I think to, to its credit, it's extremely honest about just people. Uh, and it uses a very, and using your words, e batshit crazy, uh, things to get to that point, which I think is actually extremely smart. Yeah. Um, because it's able to catch you off guard like that. Um, it's able to like, hey, look at all like all these insane things. Like, uh, by the way, spoilers for all of this movie. Uh, it's brand new, so I'm just gonna say spoilers for everything. Um, like, hey, look at hot dog fingers. Ha, <laughs> hot dog fingers. Also, like, what is it like to not feel like you belong? Uh, <laughs> like, it's it's able to do both of them at the same time, and I think it's because all of like the the multiverse stuff is so insane. Um, but yeah, I liked it a lot. It's weird in the best way possible. Uh, I somehow didn't have any of the big plot points spoiled for me, though, in all of this time, which is a bit surprising for me. Um, all right. Let's talk. I, I, have, a, I have a couple of questions. Um, Torzy. Ha-ha! <laughs> Shocker. Um, I'm just so, here, by the way. Yeah, apparently Liz is <laughs> yeah. just here. Wow. Jai <laughs> just wanted her for moral support today. <laughs> um E brought it up, so I'm going to direct the question at him first. Okay. Um Calm down. When you <laughs> um say what it's about and being relatable, what do you mean by that? Um Well, it's kind of multifaceted in a lot of ways because I think each act ultimately is getting at a different thing and there's like like you said it's saying so much with that about so many things like i think the first act is really brilliant in a way if it's saying like there is a lot of trouble with like thinking too hard about the things you could have done and using that in a literal way where um the protagonist is first uh thing with the multiverse is she gets put into a world where she didn't go with her husband right and became a very successful movie star so like her thing is like if i didn't stay with him i would have been extremely successful yeah so like it's the it's a trap that people easily fall into of obviously where you're like what if i if i just did this thing in my life or if i did this thing in my life what would have been what would have happened if I just stayed, if I said the right thing. But at the same time, if you're constantly in your head in the past, you can't see forward. So it's, it's a lot of that. When I say about relatable things is it's using this extremely insane premise of the multiverse, basically. Yeah. And something, the, manifestation of utter chaos to speak about something like that so it's it's like that throughout the whole movie i think every little part is talking about something else and because of that i think even if you don't realize it i think a lot of people can relate 
for different reasons to certain aspects. Yeah. I think that that is one thing that this movie does do really well. If you're able to get through all of the insane, ridiculous parts of it and I think be willing to have some introspection, then this movie has something for you. Um, There's some people who I think the message would be great for, but they're very stuck up on like, oh, this is like too blah, 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 this thing, or like this is too violent, or this is too sexual, or whatever. Um, And they would get like stuck up on that and not be able to see what it's trying to get at. Yeah, I understand that, but at the same time, I think the movie is doing that on purpose. Absolutely. Because, like, if you can't get past that aspect of the movie, I don't know if you really are looking for what the movie would be giving you. I agree. Um, That's why, because um, this movie, I think, did fairly well in theaters. Yeah, and uh, critically was uh, loved. Yeah. So, like, I do wonder about, like, just general audiences of, like, what they would feel about a lot of it. Like, I would love to put, for instance, your dad in front of this movie and see, like, what he got out of it. Because that would be really interesting to me. I I bet my dad would say this is an extremely funny movie. Yeah, probably. And probably that would be the extent. Um, Like, obviously, I'm in a specific circles. So, like, my who I talk to will reflect more on me. Right. But like everyone I talked to that has seen this movie did also get a lot from it and say things like it's a beautiful movie. So I think I, I honestly think a lot of general audiences probably did, but at the same time I might be thinking too high when I say general audiences, because <laughs> ultimately most people who watch a movie probably just watch, eat popcorn, see the movie and then go home. Yeah, most people don't go into a movie expecting to think about their life decisions, I think, for the most part. Um, Liz, you said there are certain parts of this movie that lost you and then brought you back. I am interested. What are the parts that like you felt like lost you? I wouldn't say I was... I guess lost is not the right word. Of more so because of where I didn't know where the movie itself was going and what direction it was going. Because I felt like it was going in multiple directions at the same time. Um, Which is fair because it is in the multiverse. That's exactly what it is. All the time. It's always there. And seeing how things correlate with each other. I wasn't the biggest fan of like the... What seem like really silly or over-sexualized scenes of it. And those are the places where I got lost. Because just in my head, I'm thinking, what does this have anything to do with anything that I'm watching right now? But at the same time, you have to remember that you're watching a movie about the multiverse. And there are not just universes that you think of, but there's universes that other people think of. And they're all involved, whether you like them or not. And so that's the places where I got lost until I was able to think about it in a much more broader sense, in the sense of stepping away to look at the full picture rather than focusing in on one specific specific part of it. I think there's a lot of stories within this. I think you don't get to see the main plot or point 
or big main story until closer to the very end because there's so many things going on at the same time and you're kind of having to wonder you know if they're jumping sometimes the other person is doing the exact same thing as the person you're watching is doing but then sometimes they're not and when they're doing something really ridiculous you know like in the what we'll call like the main world when she's doing something ridiculous that's not shown it's only um it's not shown in the other world it's only shown as the like after fact of things so that was interesting i think they wanted it to connect in a sense but also couldn't justify okay how are we gonna just make her do this whole fighting scene in the middle of a theater (laughs) when a movie she's watching like all we can make her do is punch someone so maybe there isn't like a direct connection between those things so I think it was just some of the things that I didn't understand until looking at it afterwards and then of course not getting what this story may be about in the end until almost the very end of it all so yeah and i guess we should probably say the very basic start of the story is a chinese family mm-hmm. um and the protagonist of the whole thing is the mom of the family who runs the laundromat and takes care of everybody takes care of all the bills and runs everything uh, around everything basically she is stressed out and feels like everything is collapsing on her basically all the time um, which is how the movie starts. I would say, I think as crazy as this movie gets, I think the beginning is the closest I've come to like having a genuine panic attack watching like a movie because like, it just feels like so much, like it's just super fast paced and like everybody's trying to talk to her and she's trying to do everything. And like, it just feels like, man, like I think even on a rewatch, that would probably be the most hectic part of the, part of the movie for me, honestly. I don't know what it is about that, but just, like, everybody just trying to have this conversation with her is, like, a lot for me, mentally. It's like you were a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think think what it probably is is that's more, like, easy to comprehend and relatable in context. Like, uh, as far as I'm aware, none of us have been, like, multiverse jumping or, like, seen 17 parallel universes at the same time yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like i think we've all been in the situation where we're kind of pulled every which way and can't like can't just catch our breath and constantly have to be aware of everything around you yeah good point um but yeah so we're following her and um a uh, marriage that is falling apart and a relationship with her daughter that's falling apart and a relationship with her dad that's never really been built on much. Um, a life that she kind of hates, that she's built around herself, and a business that she hates. And somehow this movie gives a good ending to all of it or not maybe not good ending but it gives like a satisfying conclusion to all of the story somehow um i don't want to say exactly how but like there is a story about finding yourself and finding true love and finding relationships with like parents and daughter like it's literally every story possible basically it's 
It's insane. I don't know how they pulled it off. It You have to think of... What I really liked about this movie as well is because you really have to think... So this lady at the beginning, you're watching her and she's thinking of all of the things that you just listed and her business. And to her, she is... Or has also put herself in the position where I'm the one that always has to fix everything or I'm the one that always has to think of everything because no one else is thinking about it and things like that. And so in a sense, it's prepping you for why she's the perfect person for this whole adventure that's about to start the very next day for her. Or that afternoon or whatever. What, I, I, I think it all happens in the same yeah. day. Yeah, I think it does. <laughs> so, like, it preps you for what she's about to enter because she's already doing it. She's already thinking of everything within her own universe of what she's seeing. And she's just going to add all of these other universes. But mentally, she's already prepared for it because she does it all the time, every day throughout her whole life and she has since the very beginning of one decision that she made of either staying with family or leaving family to start your own life or to continue on you know with the same one that you're living so it has a very good setup for all the characters that you get to know which is the longest sequence of scenes is that first part of getting to know everyone. It's the longest mm. and it's it's this huge character development except for what when I'm thinking back on it except for the daughter. You get to know her a little bit, but you don't really get to know her cuz she leaves. Um and you get to know the husband and what he's thinking and what he's doing and what his plans are and things like that. You even get to know her dad because she's talking about him and all of the expectations that he has for her and all of these other things that she's worrying about because her dad is also going to be in the picture now, as well as, you know, the laundromat even gets its backstory (laughs) of, you know, why it's there, uh, what they're doing for it, um, how they're trying to make it stay alive. And so it's just this great development of characters for something that you don't even know they're going to face yet. But all of this character development has made them prepared for what they're going to do, essentially, in the end. I agree with that. Um, but I think the lack of character development in that first act with the daughter is what makes that work so much better right? throughout the rest of it. Because that, that's the problem that she's dealing with. Like She doesn't really know her daughter, and she doesn't know how to like talk to her daughter or accept her daughter or like anything like that. And so like we're stuck in her position of like, trying to understand where this other person is coming from for the rest of this thing. I think that actually ends up working really well. I didn't think about that until you brought all that up, but yeah. I, and it also brings up the one thing I thought of, I don't remember when it was in the movie. I think it was when they were like all holding her back and I was thinking, Oh, it's every single generation that, you know, we see now that older generations don't is you see all of this, all of the generations behind you develop who you who you bring up, what who your kids are or who yourself is. And by not getting to know the daughter at that point, but getting to know 
her, you know, the lady's dad, the lady's husband, and a little bit of his family and kind of why they're here and, and what they're doing and their all of the generation tropes and <laughs> I don't know, all of the things that they would do and why they're so embedded now, but not being able to see how much it affects the person that in reality you're trying to protect from all of that. And so I think that's why it can all work together with all of it, because you're still developing the main character and that you have a character that's already developed. You just don't know it yet. You get to learn her story along the way without her having to develop herself at all whatsoever. Yeah. So. I don't know. There, I mean, that's just that's not even the peak of it all. Right. There's so many other stories in this movie that, you know, that have that can be relatable to so many different people, depending on, you know, how far you get into it and how far you think about it afterwards, because it is true. It's most people go to the movies to watch a movie and then they leave. And then there's some people that go to movies, watch the movie, and they're thinking, holy shit, what did I just watch? And why haven't I ever thought of this before? And it all just makes sense um, relating it to. I I think that people don't. I mean, I know people don't give writers <laughs> enough credit um, because writers don't just come up with this shit, you know, out of thin air. It always comes from something that's those are the greatest things that come out to play are when it's something relatable. And then all of those writers got to put all of their stories into one yeah. big giant pot. It's, so. it's one of those things where like when you create art, that is where you're the most vulnerable mm-hmm. ultimately. And I, I don't truly believe in the separation of yourself from your art. I think Regardless of what you create, you always will be giving a part of yourself to that art. And uh, that, like, is shown full front here, like Liz was saying. And, like, every every single per you can feel every family that had a part of this. You feel so many of the things that a lot of the writers must have gone through, the turmoil of the... Uh, first generation immigrant i think is usually what they're referred to as mm-hmm. um and like how they had to deal with the culture shock as well as learning to d- adapt and the uh ultimate fear of the elder generation not um truly understanding or accepting you for who you really are and you you feel that throughout the whole thing um it's shown the most when evelyn the main character uh when she's introducing her daughter and her daughter's girlfriend i don't know did we bring that up already i forget um not specifically but yeah and her daughter is trying to say like this is my girlfriend but she butts in and says oh this is her good friend yeah and it's one of those things where i don't it's such a specific thing. I don't know if everyone's experienced something like it, but it's such like a heart-wrenching thing to kind of have your identity taken from you in a way. 
And I think it's extremely important. And you learn later that she isn't really trying to protect Joy, her daughter, from her father. She's trying to protect herself from who her daughter really is. Yeah. And it's it's moments like that that are extremely beautiful and necessary in a movie like this, I think. Yeah. Um, it's nice that it's able to have that moment. Not even moment. It's, it's, it's weird to call any of the stories in this moments because they're so interwoven with one another. Mm-hmm. Masterfully interwoven with one yeah. another. Gen- <laughs> uh, cinematography is insane in this. Like, It's so hard to do something like this without it becoming confusing or disorienting. Mm-hmm. Every cut is so beautifully done in this movie. Yeah. Like I don't I don't think I saw any cuts that were like and obviously sometimes they're supposed to intentionally be jarring but like none of them felt like oh that was a weird cut. Even like cra- the craziest little things were they used the cut to kind of mask a transformation of something. It works so well that I it's genuinely so impressive. Yeah, this movie is impressive kind of on all fronts. Mm-hmm. Um one <laughs> one thing that I didn't think would happen with this movie is the amount of comedy in it that yeah. really works, which mm-hmm. I don't think should be understated for because we've said it, it's crazy, ridiculous nonsense, but like it managed to mix in some of the most ridiculous things that I might have ever seen in a movie ever with the most heart-wrenching things at the same time. Um, You get a scene where Evelyn is carrying a man running after a tow truck after a sentient and conscious raccoon. Um, Raccoony, by the yeah. way. Um, as you know, the famous Pixar movie, the famous Pixar movie, Rakuni. Um, <laughs> at the same time, where you see her come to terms with accepting her daughter and accepting who she is as a person as well, mm-hmm. uh, all in like the same ten seconds. Yeah, it's generally insane because like. We talked about, like, oh, the universe where everyone has hot dogs as their finger. And it is brought up as a joke. Yeah. But at the same time, it is one of the most emotionally beautiful parts of this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's a universe where everyone has hot dog fingers and they stick each other's hot dog fingers in the other person's mouth and puke mustard and ketchup. It's so gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> but it's also a beautiful story about overcoming your obstacles because it's like oh yeah they have hot dogs as fingers so obviously like they can't do stuff but it's used in a beautiful way where it's the human determination is so strong that we can overcome something as absurd as not having proper fingers like they say they put it in the way of because we can't use our hands they you they learn to master their feet yeah and like (laughs) you get a beautiful scene of like in this universe evelyn is also uh in a lesbian relationship Mm -hmm. and 
you get this scene of them just kind of like being together after like a big uh, blowout. I guess I don't really know the proper term terms big for fight. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And like, there's this um lovely piano song. I know I've heard it before, so it I I know it's from somewhere. This going on, and the song is being played by Evelyn's. <laughs> lover's name i don't remember her name i don't know i don't remember the character's name but it's played by sigourney weaver yeah and it's so absurd but it's beautiful and like it's powerful yeah and i not sigourney weaver jamie the curse okay thank you for saying that because i was like the fuck that is not her (laughs) 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 but i also was like I can never picture Sigourney Weaver's face ever. So I was yeah. just like, that's definitely not the Halloween chick. So, <laughs> um, but what I really like, not just that piece of it, of uh, because it's not, they spend a lot of time there, but you think it's for the comedy portion of it. But all of this, your main character also thinks it's ridiculous. She thinks it's ridiculous. She doesn't understand it. Like, why is this even a thing? There, you know, it's a whole world where people have hot dogs as fingers. And she thinks it's ridiculous and doesn't like it whatsoever the whole time until the very end where she is completely helpless at the end. She's trying to figure out, okay, what am I supposed to do if I can't fight people? And then that's when that whole reality clicks for her. Of like, oh, this wasn't just something ridiculous. It is something that exists in the world. And those people had to adapt. So it's still adaption. But I love that throughout the whole thing, she was like, this is ridiculous. Like, why is there a world that people have hot dogs for fingers? Right. So uh, that was my favorite. That was one of my favorite parts is that she was also along with the audience. Like, what the actual fuck is happening with this? And on it's so important to me that this movie would be willing to do that though. There's the easy way out where you like in multi it's a surprisingly large genre of multiverse <laughs> movies and shows. There's this like easy way out where you have something absurd like that, but it's just the one part and then you never really speak of it. Whereas this is like no, those are people. Those are real caring human beings with lives and aspirations and relationships. So it's so important to like flesh out this hot dog world. As <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just but it does. Like yeah. every like weird throwaway world joke, it does like bring back and pay it off, actually. Yeah. Fucking Raccoon, it pays off. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I guess to explain that. When she's trying to explain to her family like what's happening with all the multiverse stuff, she explains it like the movie Raccoonie. <laughs> Which isn't is not like, oh, okay, that's what Ratatouille's got. No, they the daughter's like, You've been Ratatouille? And she's like, No, Raccoonie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so dumb and brilliant. Cause yes. it's like so absurd that that's 
one, I feel like everyone's had that situation where someone just like, no, no, you know, that that movie uh, Terminato with <laughs> <laughs> like where they just don't re- don't accept that it's a different like they might have remembered wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's such a like silly throwaway thing. And then you learn the world where she's a master chef is Raccoonie world. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, but like this thing that was treated as like this throwaway Ratatouille joke turns into a story about like bonding and friendship and like the person who was being controlled by Rakuni was like this my best friend like I was nothing without this person and then like without the raccoon in my life now that I have the raccoon like I was everything that I ever wanted to be and more and then you took the raccoon away so now what am I supposed to do like even that even the raccoon thing well that's what I mean like about why I say like obviously it's not exactly nuanced but it's nuanced in the way of the raccoony world is another deep layered metaphor it's like a metaphor lasagna in a lot of ways because <laughs> like that world's about autonomy in a lot of ways of like what is you like this man seemingly had no well if you've seen ratatouille you know like had no like <laughs> success in what he felt like he was supposed to be until someone else came along and helped him through and because of that he was like i i'm nothing like i need him and evelyn in that universe shows like no you don't need him it's more about the support he gave you than who gave you that support yeah and like every every world is like that is why this is such a beautiful movie like I'm going to say probably the most, like, my favorite scene, the most, like, artistic to me is the universe where there are no people. There's no beings. And in that universe, they're rocks. Just two rocks. They can't actually talk. Yeah. So it's just a, like, blissful scene uh, over, like, a canyon of these two rocks being Evelyn and Joy. And all their dialogue is literally just thrown on the screen. Mm-hmm. And because of it, it just lets you kind of sit there and like really take in what's being said. There's no distractions. There's no music. There's no sound, really. There's just your thoughts and some rocks. Yeah, that was the most anxiety-inducing shit for me. <laughs> Not even gonna lie. I was like, I need this world to be over <laughs> right now. It was hilarious. Like the dialogue is so funny. Mm-hmm. Um everything that happens in that world, it comes on twice to so like shit. And then the second time, they're literally chasing each other. Yeah. And cause... they can't go fast. And I'm dying. I'm like, oh my God, I just wanna pick you up and fucking throw you <laughs> to wherever you wanna go. Right. So. <laughs> I mean, like, again, that's like adds on to the thing of like overcoming obstacles because Joy says, stop, you can't move. You're a rock. Yeah. You have no, you have no actual being. And Evelyn doesn't give a shit and goes to chase Joy. There are no rules here. Yeah. There's no rules. We make the rules, basically. And like every, every little thing is so beautiful in a way. And I think, uh, 
to I guess we never really explained what's up with Joy. Um she is the ultimate chaos. Mm-hmm. Um in the Alpha universe, it, like Evelyn learned how multiverse worked and how to like jump between them and learned that Joy was more receptive, I guess, to multiverse travel. And because of that, ended up kind of just using her to test it until eventually Joy's brain broke in a way. Shattered, I guess, is a good way to put it with the visuals that they give for this. Mm -hmm. And Joy is simultaneously everyone, everywhere, all at once. She is every single Joy across every single multiverse. I think that's also, like, what I got out of all of that is, again, tying it back to she, the person that was trying to be protected, right? The person that Evelyn was trying to protect in the end gave her all of the anguish, all of um, the sadness, the joy, the... um you know, every emotion in the book, she gave it to her without meaning to. She was thinking, this is the way I make her the strongest, by protecting her from everything, by letting her know everything. And in the end, it kind of broke her. And I think that's one of the other reasons why the, like, the canyon scene is so horrible for me to watch. (laughs) Because... I because Evelyn's already or not Evelyn sorry Joy's already figured it out she's like I make the rules you've seen it throughout the whole thing and then at the end when Evelyn's like no I'm a rock and I can move Joy is like what the fuck no I make the rules you're a rock don't move and so at that point it's like Joy's like here okay these are my rules and now you're breaking them. So now I'm going to jump off a cliff because this is where you're pushing me because I've created this world. I have figured it out. I brought you in here with me to try to figure it out with me. And now you're breaking everything I built kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she, she became, became this monster because somebody was trying to protect her too much. Yeah. And also not like Jariah said, at, I think at the beginning of the movie, where he was like, oh, yeah, that's totally relatable to immigrant parents because <laughs> my mom's the same in a lot of the ways that <laughs> she was. So it just is the way you like you protect them. And I don't know. It's just so many different strings. Like. You know, that always sunny episode where Charlie <laughs> is in front of the board and it's like he's trying to like oh. tell you what's going on. Like, this is what that movie feels like that the that movie is that board <laughs> strings of yarn everywhere just, yes and they're mm-hmm. all coming to one certain point and they i don't know it just all intertwines so well that i in a sense i can't get over it i didn't i also didn't get things spoiled for me by anyone they anybody that watched it um definitely everyone was just like it's a great movie and you need to watch it yeah i I really think this is a movie that is best experienced knowing nothing. Yeah, 100% it is. But yeah. Um, um but yeah, with the dichotomy of Joy and Evelyn, uh <laughs> Joy ultimately creates the everything bagel. 
Yes. And it's literally everything. Every she put all of her emotions, all of the species of dogs that exist, like <laughs> sesame, poppy, everything's on that bagel and by doing it it actually caved in on itself in the hole of the bagel and like the bagel is the end of the universe essentially mm-hmm. it is the only way to experience finality for her which is why she ultimately created it because she wanted the final way out because she was so tired of what she has it's tired of everything tired of everything right and uh not a a very not so like thinly veiled allegory for uh suicide i would mm-hmm. say easily yeah um and what happens is she ends up showing evelyn the bagel uh, a couple times throughout the movie <laughs> one being the thing where school children stick their hands together and you open up to look and it looks like a vagina mm-hmm um, that old schoolyard trick, you know. <laughs> but like when she, when you gaze into the bagel, you experience. <laughs> sorry, just the. I know, like, but that's the point again. Yeah, like, yeah. if it's not absurd, I think you, if you can't take that seriously, yeah, then you can't watch this movie. That's kind of the thing. But when you gaze on the whole of the bagel, you just experience everything. Every single thing as the everything bagel is. And as silly as it being a bagel is, I think the bagel was the best metaphor because they brought it up a lot where like the cyclical nature of life, the in and out, the mundanity. And a bagel is the perfect exemplar of that. A bagel is ultimately a circle of bread and it is what you make of it in a lot of ways and i've never had an everything bagel because it just doesn't sound very appealing to me quite frankly but it's very good yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah like as silly as the bagel is i think it's the perfect metaphor for what they were going for here i don't know like the obvious thing for a lot of people would be just like some sort of machine or like just a black hole ultimately which is what it functions as in a lot of ways yeah but um yeah so it's Again, it's uh, something so batshit insane, but so beautiful. And, uh, yeah, Joy was using it because she found it's the only way to die. Like, they don't even skirt around it. She's like, this is how I can die and stop experiencing everything. And she wants to kind of bring her mom with it after showing her the the wonders of everything, I guess. Um, And... I think this is like a really interesting thing because I think it almost shows the two um, two schools of thought regarding thing something like nihilism, where I think Joy experiences the nihilism of nothing matters, so why bother? Whereas Evelyn ends up kind of idealizing the nihilism of nothing matters, so make it yours. Mm-hmm. So I think like that is a huge part of this movie is showing the different ideals joy who didn't have the support she needed. So ended up giving up on everything Where Evelyn, despite everything always had support from somewhere. And because of that was able to hold on because 
she's going, she's willingly going into the bagel with joy until she hears her husband call out for her. And this is right after she basically kind of did her final dues with her husband where in every universe that she was in, she ruined it. She basically said, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I guess in order, she kicks out her uh, girl. I don't know if they're together. It doesn't really matter. I guess girlfriend in the hot dog universe mm-hmm. reveals the raccoon in the raccoon universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, signs the divorce papers, I think, in our universe. Yeah. Hard to say. Uh, stabs her husband in the... I guess fight universe, I'll call it. It's just kind of where they go to fight the office universe, the office I guess, universe. Yeah. Um, in the mu- movie universe, she kind of like does a little fling with, uh, who would have been her husband. Basically says to go fuck yourself. Yeah. But saying if we were together, all we would have amount to nothing together. Yeah. We would have mounted to nothing working at a failing laundromat. Yeah. And like, the it's a beautiful thing that her husband says where it's um i you are always fighting but i am fighting too and you may call me naive but this is how i fight because i want to see the good in everything and like she needed that support and um it's hard to say i don't know if everyone like obviously not everyone will experience something like this in their life, but like having the one thing to keep you going feels like this. I think it's why I personally relate to it a lot where it's that idea of the shining light in the, at the end of the tunnel where no matter how terrible everything may seem, you still have that for you. And it's, done masterfully in this and beautifully and i know um it might seem kind of funny to me because it's ultimately masses to kind of a love story trope and i am very uh pessimistic about that in movies since it's just not my thing but like i think it shows its power not only just being about like your true love or anything, but just the thing to keep you going through everything, no matter how tough it may be, how far down you may have fallen to have that support is something that can help you stay with everything. It's, it's why I think the end is so impactful too, because Joy thought that her mom would just be willing to do this like she was, and realizes that she, it, that they don't see eye to eye once again. So she just wants to go and let her and tells her mom to just let her go and forget about her basically. And her mom refuses to let go masters the chaos powers in a way, but instead of using it for uh destruction, like joy was uses it for reparation. Like every single person that she's fighting, she tries to fix what they're 
issue was. And it's just, it's powerful in a lot of ways, I think. I think that's the last thing her husband taught her also. So, I mean, it is a love story within that, but I think one of the biggest things that you see in, honestly, a lot of couples that are successful, they're they're opposites, and they're opposites for reasons. So you have the person, you know, that worries about everything and is always panicking and things like that, but you have that opposite person to also remind you, hey, it's also okay to just... Be right here okay and on the opposite end oh my bad I just hit my mic on the opposite end um the person that is super chill and you know isn't always going at a hundred in their brain all the time um also needs that other person because you can't function not you know not worrying about the things that you actually need to do or worry about and you can't function always worrying about things without you know, being able to let it go at the same time, which is where it ties back to her daughter as well. Because she basically does. She's the daughter says, let me go. And she's like, all right, cool. Peace out. Um, Have fun. Go in your car. You're also leaving your girlfriend behind, by the way. She's still back there. You're leaving. So um, and when she looks back at her husband, I think that's when she realizes you can't have it just one way all the time. You have to have both in order for it to work. And so she pulls her daughter and she's like, yeah, you are fat. You're getting fatter. This is just what you have to hear Um, and all of these things. But this is what you're also doing. You're also not calling me. You also don't take me seriously. You know, you also think that we need you here all the time, always. And that's not that's not the thing. So, again, it's just. Another string that is coming towards the middle (laughs) Mm -hmm. that she has to learn the last lesson or a lesson in order for her to get to the very end, which is where they finally reconcile. And the daughter, you know, also sees it's not just a black bagel that I need I can walk into, but it's something that um, you can move forward with after knowing Kind of knowing the why behind it and being able to hear the truth sometimes, you know, because it's not always easy to hear, but it's necessary always. So. Yeah. And I I do think it's really important that she did let her daughter make that decision, though, because right before it, she talks to her father saying, how could you let me go? Referring to like letting her just run off with the, with her husband and like kind of almost resenting it without recognizing the power that had and what she needed to do for herself. And I think by letting her daughter make that decision is so important because it's the, it goes back to what Liz was talking about at the start where like she kept trying to protect her daughter so much that it ended up breaking her daughter that she took a step back and needed to realize it isn't, this isn't actually my decision to make for her and that she needs to have find the reason herself. And it's, it's one of those things where like, 
you can only go so far for someone. Like, there is a moment where after all the help you've done, they still have to pull themselves back up. Um, And yeah, it's just like this beautiful thing. And there's a line where like her and her daughter are talking and saying, we like, you could be in any universe you want. You don't have to be in this shitty one where there might be a couple good times throughout the entire universe. And she says it doesn't matter because she can hold on to those good times as much as she needs. Yeah. And like, it's true. Like, again, you can't, if you are always in your head thinking of what you could have done, you can't think about what you are doing. So like, yeah, life sucks sometimes. Life is awful. Everyone, most people experienced a lot of that over the past couple of years, obviously. And it's up to us to go on. Like, you can't just keep thinking about what could have been. It's important to just know what is and to keep moving forward, no matter how hard moving forward can be no matter if you're you can't some days you can't move forward and that's okay but as long as you keep moving forward well said E very well said um let's get on to our very final thoughts here um Liz I don't like it when you put me on the spot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I panic in my head. <laughs> what am I doing? Final thoughts. Oh, okay. And your score of what you would <laughs> what you would score this move. Oh, um. So, final thoughts. I like the movie. It is great. I think it's a movie that not everyone will appreciate, and so I don't think everyone should watch it. Um, because this is one of those kind of rare movies where I am going to tell people about this movie, but I'm going to tell the right people about this movie. (laughs) I am not going to tell everyone about this movie. You're not going to tell my dad about this movie. You know, if I, I think if I showed him this movie, he literally, I can hear him say at the end, he'd be like, what? (laughs) what that was dumb what was the big goal about so (laughs) yeah so he's one and he knows it and he's said it he's like action movies that's what i want Mm -hmm. i want to watch fighting i want to go home like that's all he wants to do which is fine okay everyone to their own honestly respect Um, he knows what he wants yeah (laughs) um so i definitely wouldn't show it to everyone it's definitely a movie that it, you keep it in the back of your pocket until you're like, you know what? This person really needs to see this movie. I think yeah. they would enjoy it. Kind and you of just want to emotionally devastate someone. Yeah. <laughs> or make them laugh really hard. Like, I don't know. You want to see a chick beat up a couple of guys with really big dicks? Yeah. Yeah? I got the movie for you. <laughs> it, I know exactly uh... what I'm to watch. Um, so... Um, I really liked it. Not what I expected, but I think that's what makes movies really great. Um, in my in my opinion, um, because I don't like knowing what I'm getting into, 
There's some movies you always just know, but this one I was definitely no idea. Um, what I would rate it would be, I would definitely have to think about it some more. But if I had to rate it right now, like you're staring at me, <laughs> like I really need yeah. to, I would probably give it a 7.758. Okay. That's what I would give it right now. Because it's so, it is so high up on there, but... I feel because there's so much going on at this time and you know I'm such a snob with editing and all of that that I would need to watch it because I did have to step back and be like, okay, what the fuck were you getting at? And (laughs) maybe this is a movie that you have to do that. But I think also I'm like, I feel like this could have been done a little bit differently to where I would have gotten it maybe a little bit sooner. Um, But that would be my score. I really liked it. Um, It definitely... Definitely is a watch for only certain people. Cool. All right. E. Hello. Hi. Um, this is a movie I would watch again when I need to laugh my ass off, but also bawl my <laughs> eyes out. <laughs> and there are so little movies that fit that criteria. Like, I I know it's it's really easy to expect this to be such a tonal whiplash. You think like there's no way a a movie where a girl a girl beats up a policeman with two like twelve foot cocks could possibly have a strong a thing with it, but it does. There's so much about it. It it's shot extremely well. We didn't even talk about it. One of the coolest things to me is its use of aspect ratio. Oh, so cool. Yeah. I love that so much. Because, like, um, I, I would say it starts f- f- just normal widescreen. Mm-hmm. It turns into the, like, Dolby widescreen. I don't know what to call it with the black bars. Yeah. So, like, it changes from, like, a 16.9, 16.7. It goes 4 by 3. Right. It, for the old, for every old scene, it's 4 by 3. It It changes its aspect ratio for what the tone of the scene is and that's yeah. awesome there's so much like uh the movie theater one where it's like a chinese like kung fu movie yeah it's shot and looks like an old chinese kung fu movie and yes. it's it's brilliant and it's such a good attention to detail like i i probably will be praising a lot about this movie for a long time and like I I would say I have a pretty like high tolerance of silliness, <laughs> um, due to I just still watch cartoons constantly. Sure. Um. So like that 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 stuff never bugs me anyways. But like, I feel like from the sounds of it, even it's even with its silliness, it's not like tone deaf. Like you don't lose anything. You don't like. It's it's just shot and written so well. It it tackles tons of issues like generational drama, acceptance of the LGBTQ plus community, the fear of losing what's closest to you, suicide. Like it tackles all these in beautiful ways, and there. There are so little movies I think tackle even half of what this movie tackled with success. 
and that's beautiful. Like I said, I, this generally is a piece of art to me. And I think this is one that people will talk about being one of the best movies to come out in like the decade. I guess the decade just started, but I, I see this as a contender for like one of the best 2000 whatever's movies. Yeah, for sure. The decade um, also didn't start out too great. So you no, know, about there's, like <laughs> there's a little bar. <laughs> I, if I like lumped it in with like the 2010s, I might still say it's probably one of the best movies of that. 2000s easily because what there was NNA's big picture show and like what else really like even was there all right but this or NNA's big picture show (laughs) do you even have to ask like no I know the answer is gonna be NNA's I I said it when we did the best of uh end of the year stuff like if there's a day I don't say NNA's big picture show is the best movie Something has changed in me as a person. Like, no joke. But, yeah, this is, like, such a beautiful movie. I I, I should obviously let it, like, sit for a bit before saying, but I this might just be one of my favorite movies I've watched. Wow. And it's because it's executed so well and tackles everything. And I say this a lot, like, some movies just hate you at the right time. Some movies are exactly what you need to see and hear exactly when you need to see and hear it and this definitely was for me um like uh like just overwhelming emotions for me all throughout and uh probably not a surprise from what i've been talking about this is a 10 out of 10 for me personally all right um yeah as for myself um this movie succeeds in being able to get at what it means to be a human and deal with very human connections uh, by using the most absurd, ridiculous things. If you would have told me beforehand that in the same movie I would watch three people fighting over who gets to shove a butt plug in their ass to go over to another dimension... (laughs) as well as a deep story about what it means to accept that you can't be this thing that you've always thought of yourself, and a story about what it means to truly accept your children and to move past the traumas that your parents gave you. Um. I I wouldn't imagine in any world where those two things go together and this movie somehow manages to fit them all in one thing. Um I I do love this movie quite a bit. There are things about it that I think I could cut. I don't think it needs everything that it has in there. I'm glad it was in there. For a first time experience watching it, incredible. I wouldn't I wouldn't wouldn't change anything on it. I'm wondering if the legs that it has on subsequent watches on some of that stuff. I wonder for personally, for me personally, I wonder the kind of patience I would have to be going through all of that. Because it, it it's a roller coaster. This movie is a roller coaster. Uh and it was a joy to ride. But I wonder if the thrills would last 
on on more watches. We'll see. I'll watch it again at some point. This movie's gorgeous. I'm gonna say that it just looks incredible from start to finish. Um, I think I know. E, you don't like this, but I think the romance story in there is very, very good. I didn't mind it. I I've told you this. Uh, I don't know if I've said it officially on the podcast. I usually don't mind the romance in stories if the other stuff is strong enough. Mm-hmm. It's usually when it doesn't feel like it adds anything. Or if it just feels like they felt like they needed to, or if it feels like, oh, well, this is a guy and a girl, so obviously they got together. Right. Um, Those are what bugs me. This one doesn't bug me because of the strength of the um, moral, ultimately, because I talk, I, I think it being the multiverse and not always being the same two people in the same exact situation are what brings it to me. Like, yeah. It isn't ultimately the story about the husband and wife, because in many of the universes, they're not the two. The hot dog universe, like, showing the wife as a lesbian. So, it it's it's just strong enough on its own that it doesn't bother me. Okay. Um. There's a line in there that I like in the movie star universe and they're in the alleyway talking, which by the way, I love a lot of the, uh, the frame jittering that it does in that universe. I don't know why I just really like it a lot. Um, but there's a line in there. It's like, I, I would love to experience running a shitty failing laundromat with you. Like that's just, that's, that's love right there, man. Like that's, that's the best way to describe love. I think, um, yeah, I really did like this movie a lot. I want to show it to people, and this is more of like the social experiment part of me <laughs> speaking here. I would love to show it to people who I think would hate, it. Would hate this movie, because I would just like to see if they're able to get something out of it still. I was going to say show it to my mom, but you gave my mom the book of this, right, Liz? Um, no. I don't know. What's the book called? Isn't it also called Everything Everywhere All at Once? I don't think this is based on a book. Really? Yeah. I don't think so either. Oh. I did give her a book. It's called Everything Everywhere. Oh. Well, you, that also you could... is a movie, though, so I don't think it's the same. You can see where my confusion came from. <laughs> I can't. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show my mom this, and she'd be so upset by how stupid the universes are. I think that she would nope out at two very specific scenes. Uh, Is it the scenes with the giant cocks and the butt plugs? I think those are the ones. Wow! Yeah, so shocking. But I, I didn't even speak, like I've also I that's another thing I usually like shit on movies for having. It's it's so funny. It works for me here though. It's hilarious. Honestly, like, it works yeah. great. Just the idea of this lady who runs a laundromat fighting with this big tough bald dude over who gets to stick this butt plug in their ass is fucking hilarious that scene works so great mm-hmm. um but yeah i liked it a lot i'd give it a nine okay i don't think it's perfect but i did like it quite a bit um all right that's our Whoa. show it's the show that's the show episode 130 we've done this for 130 weeks at least we've done it way more than that. At most, we've we've done that a lot longer. 
we we have many episodes that may or may not count as episodes. Yeah. Um yeah. What's what is the game that you are probably playing on Wednesdays right now, E? Uh as of the time of this recording, do you know? I I do know it's gonna be it's not one that I plan on that will be played for weeks. I'm gonna do a bunch of short games, I think. Okay. Uh, I'm starting with Doggerai. Doggerai. As in a samurai dog. Okay. <laughs> that sounds perfect. So that that will be my Wednesdays. Uh, Saturdays on our Twitch dry is still going through Hypnospace Outlaw. I believe by the time this goes up, I will still be doing that. Probably. I envision at least two streams. Yeah. So. So. Look forward to that. The archives are always on our YouTube. Of course. And uh, if you need links to all this stuff, you can go to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P. You got the links to all the Twitch stuff. You got the links to the YouTube. You got the links to everywhere you can listen to us, as far as I'm aware. Not even close to everywhere. All right. Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Only the important things. If it's not on the list, it's not important, and you should feel bad for listening to it on that program. We're on literally dozens of things. We're probably we're dozens. probably part of your local library if you look hard enough. Actually, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, we're on Audible. That's weird. <laughs> and uh, we also have our Twitter and Instagram, which is the best way to know when we're dropping stuff. Maybe not the Instagram, because that may or may not uh, take multiple days after a drop to uh, upload. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> one takes know. a while sometimes. But uh, yeah, and Twitter's the easiest way to know when we're streaming, because Jariah likes to, to note when we're streaming, unlike me. Yeah. When I'll just be like, eh, I'll just stream today, you know, no, no, <laughs> no warning. <laughs> but uh, we appreciate everyone if you guys join us. Yes. And that also has our email if you feel like getting in touch through the old e snail mail. E snail mail. <laughs> uh you know, you can let us know any movies you think we should watch, uh shows now I guess technically. We're, we're yeah, experimenting with gates that. Gates are open, man. Yeah. Uh video games you want us to play. All It'd of be it. Really funny to see us email about a video game we should play on Twitch. Is there a book you want us to read? <laughs> Fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> uh, but hey, why, why don't you just send us your googly eyes? Please do. Oh man, that's so tr- that was so charming in this movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wednesdays and Saturdays stream. Good stuff. Uh. E. Thank you. Yeah. For joining, Liz. Thank you so much. I know the. The traveling here is a lot for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really appreciate that. Uh, get a hold of our office person. They'll uh, validate your parking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll text myself. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. Um, all right, everybody out there. You have a great week. We will talk to you again next week with some more stuffs. Uh, it's going to be good. I promise. It's going to be fun. Uh, Have a great one out there. Be safe. Don't be jerks to each other. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.